5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're coming to you live today, and we're going to see if we can sort out some of this testing idea along with some other fun. So let's get started. Okay, let's get over to here. And uh, yesterday I made a uh, I made an offer to customers of Postcard Mania and uh, Direct Mail 2.0 and other print uh, and direct mail companies that are working with WDMA. And if you're not included in that, well, give me a call. So I was on a roundtable yesterday and Dave Foley said to me, well, how are we going to give you a call? You didn't put your phone number up there. So guess what? <laughs> now it's up there and it's floating slowly across there. So, uh, and this is part of why it's so helpful to have a community of like-minded and, and experienced people is because I didn't have a phone number up there. You know, I kept saying, call me and, you know, but anyway, the deal is that, that, that my, not, you know, not my speaking rate, uh, which USPS paid me $16,000 for a, a speech, and not my um, regular consulting rate, $8,000 a day. But for just $5,000, I'll come in and look around your company and talk to people, and I'll see how your test, how your test programs are going, and see if you're testing in a way that gets to EBITDA. See if you're testing in a way that gets you increased direct marketing spending see if your cfo is happy with the testing and even talked with cfos i love talking with cfos so uh it's basically uh, the idea is i fly in and or drive i suppose and uh for lunch and we we look around and i come back in the morning and then go home uh and it, you know, so it's essentially one day, but it's spread over two days because something magical happens in that second day. Uh, I've had a lot of big ideas that dramatically improved company valuations, but always happened on the second day. Don't know why. And it never happened on Zoom. I can do it on Zoom. That's okay, too. But anyway, so it's a just a little best practices. Are you in, engaging in best practices uh, from a guy who's got 40 years of experience of helping mature mailers, catalogers? 70 plus catalogers have hired me. So, uh, so this isn't, this isn't, <laughs> this ought to be fun, fun for both. Uh, so give me a call. There's a phone number down below, or you can go over to WDMA, John at WDMA, or reach me on LinkedIn. Okay. Well, with all that said, let's get over to the fun stuff. Okay. And so this is, uh, this is a commercial from Latvia. I was interested to see what, you know, what the language was, but anyway, here we go. It's in English. And I used to have a turntable just like this that you, I still have it, that you lift the, you have to lift the needle. This is Wilhelm. Wilhelm. The complex expression on his face reflects the intellectual battle he's going through, interrupted only by that annoying advert of irresistibly tasty burger. Concentrate, Wilhelm. McDonald's won't give you answers to meaning of life. But it sure could make it a tiny bit more enjoyable. Stop resisting and try the irresistibly tempting deluxe beef or chicken burger meals starting from only three seventy. So anyway, <laughs> I thought that was great. And I've met I met one person in my life that never had been to McDonald's. And uh and he was um he was a, a, I believe an ophthalmologist or a dentist, and he had a practice 
and he was from California. We found other ways to connect, but uh, it was, you know, it was, you know, he took some pride in it, and some people do. Um, mostly the ad works because, it, you know, what the the Happy Meal is about. I remember going to uh, going to lunch with a professor of nutrition from UW Madison when I was in school there. I think graduate school, and I was dating his daughter, <laughs> and we went to McDonald's. I said, I'm a little surprised that a professor of nutrition would go to McDonald's. He says, oh, there's some nutrition here. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Where are we going next? Okay, we're going over to the PDF, and this is the backstory of the uh, of the ad, and uh and it's from Amy Houston, and that's how I found it, and that's why I wanted to say it. Okay, now, and looking into the meaning of life, we're going to take a little time for the meaning of life. Oops, let's get this right here. Uh, where did lorem ipsum come from? And this would be an example of a, a layout with a keyboard here, although it would have been a better example had they wrapped the text as if they wanted you to read this. Okay, so when you're designing a layout, let's say you wanted to design image over text, not a good idea in general, um, and you wouldn't have had it coming out over here either, I would guess. But let's say you wanted to wrap this and show approximately the word count that you could get on this on this project. Uh, and this is from Mark Dent at the drum. He got me going on it. Then I had to figure out where Lipsum, Alorum Ipsum actually came from. Uh, but it's Latin, and it looks, you know, it's based, it's meant to look like where the copy would fill. And and this was important to to us when we laid out catalogs, because oftentimes we would wrap wrap the cup the copy around, and you had to get a, a word count out of that. And we would set the type. I mean, we would put it in a word processor and send it. First, we would send it to a typesetter, but then we got our own typesetter. And uh, back in those days, and it would put out strips of type in our column width and we would take uh, we would throw those through a waxer and then take an exacto knife and cut them around pictures and you imagine okay so <laughs> this i liked uh latin is a dead language the number of fluent speakers globally ranges from 2k which would be you know a kilogram of people or something <laughs> to 2m and M in Roman numerals is 1,000. So it's 2,000 to 2,000 shorthand. And I do use those interchangeably, I have to admit. Uh, but this is a passage from Cicero. And I do actually have another article from Lipsum.com, which I thought was funny. So it takes that second word. And it explains the story that this was someone put out a type catalog in the 1500s and then uh, and then a type setting uh, company, when when type got to the computer, um, came out with the rest of it. And uh, a scholar um, from Hampton Sydney College in Virginia actually went searching around and found the text of Cicero where this comes from. Okay, Richard McClintock, there he is. Okay, a Latin professor. He found the text and. Uh, and so, down here is the translation, and the idea is that uh, a lot of people think that pleasure is antithetical to ethics, that if you're pursuing pleasure in life, that you won't do well, right? 
And Cicero explains that that's partly because people who only uh, uh, pursue immediate pleasure don't do well. But he said, if you're willing to endure pain for pleasure, for you know, short-term pain for long-term pleasure, then you can be very successful. And so it isn't pleasure inherently that's the problem. It's the time frame and the perspective of the pursuer. It's well-written. It's wonderful. Wonderful philosophy. Okay, that's coming from a guy who's got too many years of philosophy. Okay, now this is the article I really wanted to get to. And the rise of direct mail by Becky McCammon and Steve Hassel from the Barrington Media Group. And uh, they actually write this like someone who knows what they're talking about. Okay, uh, they they say they don't start with direct. You thought direct mail was dead, like Latin, but direct mail is becoming one of the most popular channels uh, with the brands we work with. So it sounds like they actually work with direct mail. It's not just written by some AI generator. Um, with direct mail, we can identify and target any desired business consumer segment at the most granular levels, including. Detailed, geographic, demographic, psychographic, and purchase behavior. First and third-party sources can be combined to build targeting models. You can also combine transaction data and other interesting data that might be on file uh, from your order processing process. Okay? And um, and here's another part. You know, we were talking. I was <laughs> Brad and I have had this discussion where Brad chimes in. Brad Kugler. And um, about about testing, and this is this is a, this is farther along the process, further along than I've been seeing. And in this case, they talk about the testing methods. It's a common misconception that attrition isn't possible or is difficult with direct mail, but clear performance tracking is possible using promo codes, toll-free numbers, and QR codes. I mean, hack direct mail invented the tracking code, right? We can confirm the effectiveness, but we can also do test out holdout panels to perform granular. And what we mean by that is address by address. I mean, we know who got mailed. We know it got delivered. We know who ordered if you're using a direct to consumer, you know, you ship the merchandise to someplace. So you have an address of who ordered and you have an address of who you mailed and you match those together. But more or as important is we also have a data set of addresses that we know engaged, made a decision with our mailer not to buy. And so we have the label data set of buy and not to buy. We have the we have the water hydrant, the fire hydrant, and the non-fire hydrant uh, along the sidewalk. And this allows us to isolate a direct mail campaign's impact, the incremental impact, uh, not just of return on ad spend, but you know, if we know your margin and we know your cost of order processing, which we can figure out if you don't know them, we can come up with not just ROAS, which is kind of fictional because, again, if you don't know the margin, you don't you don't know much. Uh, but we can also get it down to EBITDA for your CFO, and that goes back to the state of the art testing. And so I would encourage I would encourage um, the Barrington Media Group to give me a call. Uh, Becky or Steve, and we'll set up one of our audits and we'll get you on the right track for getting all the way to EBITDA for your clients. We can do it for your clients and and work with their CFO to make sure that they will give you even more money for this kind of trackable advertising. Okay, so then they split their audience into a test group and a holdout group. This is your control group. Okay, so you find out what the incremental lift is. Okay. 
and you can compare. You can say, okay, these guys got mailed, this group got mailed, this group didn't get mailed. What was the difference in the next month or two of, of purchases, of margin, of EBITDA profit? And that's how you know what's going on. You can see the direct impact. And uh, jumbo postcards, unique QR codes. This could be a pearl. It could be, uh, which is a personal URL, which when you take when you take the customer to the landing page, their information is all filled in already. Some people think it's creepy, but there's some benefits to it, uh, which we're not going to get into today. They even list their, there was a link in the, in the article of their, uh, case study, okay, boosting conversion rates by 300% with radio direct market. Actually, that doesn't seem. I think they boosted. They boost. They increased the the next budget for direct mail by 300%. I think they said that the conversion actually was 46%. Trying to find it here. Yeah, it drove a 300% increase in the client's direct mail investment, which isn't the same. <laughs> and I think that they said. Uh, Oh, here it is. He increased conversions for the client by 300%, another 47% in, 2000, in 2021. So they they mention testing. They mention holdout. They don't mention incremental lift, but they could. They don't get to they don't get to EBITDA, which is an accounting, which means the real bottom line best profit. What was the real bottom line incremental lift that the mail did that we didn't get without the mail, that's EBITDA. And there's also ways to do that differential on offers, on creative, on lists, and that's the state of the art. That's where you can get to, okay? I never see articles about that, but that's where you can get to, okay? So, uh, well done. This is one of the better articles I've ever seen about that there, that that people can actually measure. Here's sort of how we measure, and here's the results of what we got. Here's the res- increased response, increased return on ad spend. They didn't get it to profitability. They could have. Maybe the, the client didn't want to tell them that, although I don't understand why that would be a problem. Anyway, but they don't tell the company name. It's not that hard, and I can help. Call that number down below. You see the number, right? 262-442-9994. Thank you, David Foley, for that suggestion. (laughs) It'll come and go, I think. It's a good suggestion. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.